0: Yeah, really nice to have you here, Michael.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: Cheers. We have also selected wine for the evening. Of course, this is uh, super important. (laughs) Since we should talk about Azure, we picked a um, uh, wine from America.
1: Yeah, fitting wine for a fitting topic.
0: Yeah, and the name of the wine is Irony, which is also quite funny, I think.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, Michael, uh, we have known each other for some years now. Yeah. And you've uh, been quite a long time in the industry as well.
1: I actually thought about it before I came here. It's like, how long have I actually been working with this? And it's 20 years now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is 20 years. That's a pretty long period of time. And it's still fun? It is, it's still fun. I reflected on that also actually. Like, what was fun back then and what is fun now. In, in bigger scopes it's the same thing that's fun, but it's just different. Yeah. So, But yeah, 20 years.
0: As a developer?
1: Uh, no, I'm no. not a developer. I wish I was. I'm envious of developers. I think they're brilliant (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I work mainly in infrastructure components Uh, if you look historically it was like getting networks done servers running yeah systems talking to each other Uh, and if it would be any developerish things there it would be scripts right also development yeah today it's actually much more developer uh, focused or developer flavor over my work so now i do everything in infrastructures code i use vs code as my main tool Uh, i do commits and uh, to do you know how git works yes i do i do and uh once it it would I would say it was a, a little bit steep curve for me to actually get into it, but it was a good good learning. I embrace every learning opportunity I have, so I enjoyed it. And once I get to got to a certain level, I was like, these developers they've been holding out. <laughs> they should have told us this before. <laughs> so yeah. And that's part of why it's still fun. Good. Um, Otherwise you have to just
0: change. If it's not funny anymore, just do something else.
1: Yeah. And uh, in IT, that's totally possible all the time. Yeah. Just shift focus or do something else. So, yeah.
0: But you have also been into Azure for some time as well.
1: Yes. So I made the big shift mentally or actually I tried to to drop, let's say, (laughs) legacy uh in infrastructure in 2013 and went into trying to focus on cloud solely Uh, the the thing that led me to to the realization that i i should do that shift uh, was that i i I was working with a customer uh, at that time and uh, they were keen on on doing like a, a really big pilot and and going a full-blown cloud with one of their applications uh, but at that time there was really no partners that they could get help from uh, so I, I heavily volunteered and uh, my employer at that time was also a bit giving me a bit pushback because we were cannibalizing on our own business model at All that right. time. But it was more like understanding of yeah people didn't know what yeah. the possibilities would cloud so the learning from that was i had to kind of document the solution for my internal organization for them to be able to support the, the service that we deliver to the customer so but the end result was a big success and it was a reference case for microsoft and yeah, I was hooked. All right. so, and then, and now it's 100%? Now it's 100% cloud, yes. Uh, but now, I mean, from, what's that, seven, eight years ago? Um, in the early days, it was uh, a lot of discussions like, why cloud? Uh, what are the possibilities with cloud? What can we achieve and why should we do this move yeah Uh, and in and in the beginning it was i mean some discussions were almost uh frustrating because it would i would say naysayers but uh yeah there, there was a lack of understanding and also even if if you would try to explain the benefits, you would get a question and you weren't prepared for that question and you didn't know how it worked because you hadn't worked with it for for so long. Uh, So you couldn't actually reply. And then you had to dig out the answer and then you learned that answer until next time. Uh, But the thing that's happening from day to day now is that if you do a solution or an explanation or a presentation or anything, it's valid for a couple of months. And then you have to refurbish it, or or, All right. it or actually revamp it, because everything changes so quickly.
0: Isn't it difficult because um, people are joking about the cloud? Uh, there is no cloud. This it's just someone else's computer. Yeah, uh, or things like that, uh, or. If I should explain cloud for my mom, I should just, oh, no, I will just give up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. You say, all right, it works. Yeah. So, so don't, don't think about it. So. Uh-huh. Or for people that are non-tech people to understand what the cloud is. Yeah. It's kind of hard, or? Uh, it's,
1: it's, it's a long explanation trying to kind of capture it. But I would say the essence of it would be it just works, don't bother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the
1: the big sales pitch From so you, you from cloud when your
0: mom is asking you what you're doing <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I just say uh, like look at one of your apps in your phone it just works yeah. it's because of cloud in the back end so but yeah it's it's a long uh, explanation for it but then if you go over to the to the business side where you like have customers that run critical applications or business uh, outcomes uh, they then the explanation is is way much different for them you have to phrase it uh, in a more clear way yeah but
0: you could also run Azure on your own server if you want
1: well that is uh, one of the Big momentums or big goals from Microsoft. The the, the the euphoria picture is that you could run Azure everywhere, yep. and it's con and it's uh, controlled from a single pane of glass. That that because now you Microsoft is building data centers in different regions globally, yep. and they try to scale it out that way. But if you uh, like, if you look into the future, eventually, uh a data center provider like Equinix or breb uh, uh, here in sweden it's not uh, brebansbolaget maybe yeah uh, tell it i know that does it eventually they would be able to to run azure compute workloads and if you build your application in in cloud you would be able to lift that application and run it in one of those data centers.
0: Also in the same way if you're a large company, when you would like to have your intranet locally in your company, you can uh, build your service in the basement and and run it from there as well.
1: Yes, and it's the speed and agility of developing a solution or a product in cloud with all the abbreviated complexity from the solutions. Uh, If I use a platform as a service uh, component in one of my applications, there's a lot of complexity behind it that's removed from me. I don't have to think about it. Uh, And I would be able to develop my application in less time and get it out to production in, in record speed. And that's the power of cloud. Uh, if I then would be able to pick that application, I developed it in cloud, and now uh, the regulation say says I have to keep it within my municipality. Yeah. And then I can lift that and put it in a in a Azure stack uh, solution on premises, and it would work. That's wow. that's the that's, that's cool. the goal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what what they're striving for. Yeah, there's a lot of if and buts there, but that's the big picture. And the big use cases are like uh, ships out at sea running applications on Azure, but they when they come within network connectivity, yeah, uh, they kind of can unload the data and do a lot, a lot of other stuff. Uh, coal mines is one other thing. Yeah. So, wow! Well, there, there's some some specific use cases there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. And you're also quite involved in the um, in the Asher community here here in uh, southern part of Sweden.
1: <laughs> yeah, I try to, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a uh, big help from you to actually be able to pull that off.
0: Uh, even now, during the pandemic, you have done. Uh, several meetups even yeah. though it has been without any audience and, and everything <laughs> online and
1: any physical audience yeah it's been removed uh, that has also been an interesting shift uh, but for me I I kind of live in that uh, that sphere and all the meetups and the the neighboring communities uh, and all conferences everything has been pushed online so if I'm I usually hang out in that sphere I am uh, to be honest at the moment a bit uh, How I say I don't feel energized no for a conference anymore uh, An a uh, online conference an online conference yeah and uh, Microsoft has also done a big shift with their the reactor setups, uh, if yeah. you know what they are, all the reactor sessions are online also, and you could get invites to like 15 a week. It's not possible. It's like content saturation. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, but then again, there's uh, people that that doesn't live in this space, and if they see. A conference or an online meetup with a specific topic that they like, it will add value and they will feel energized. And and that's what I'm hoping for in some cases.
0: Yeah. So, you, do you think when we are, when everything has blown over and we are going back to the normal again, do you think that we will have a, your event will be a mixed events with audience both on site and online? Or?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think we will. Uh, Is that something you
0: will strive to, or
1: no? I, I don't. We within our meetup we haven't really discussed those stuff. Uh, but if you ask me, I think we will have some of them. Will only be like physically meetups. Yeah. Physical meetups like we did before, and then maybe upload a video post event. Uh, and some will be a mixed one Uh, and that's because what this has opened up is that uh, speakers for the Meetup, uh, it's possible to get speakers from anywhere in the world at the moment. And that is a cool value add for the the community in our case. Uh, But then if we would be able to have a speaker or an event that has local connections it's more relatable for everyone also Yeah. and uh, so it will be a mix but uh, probably we will strive to to push most of it uh, online also so you can join online and the ones that want to meet physically are welcome yeah uh, yeah.
0: but you have been quite um, heavily involved in the community for some years now
1: yeah and, and you're, years.
0: I mean, you're quite old, sorry to say, but uh, <laughs> older than most uh, people in the industry uh, that's still active in the community. Because um, many people are doing becoming community work for some, uh, like, uh, two or three years and then gets too much because and they get family and, and yeah. they're... Got other things to do, and they don't prioritize uh, community work in, in the same way. But you seems to be um, overlapping these things and uh, <laughs> continuing uh, being engaged in the community. Yeah. So, uh, what's uh, <laughs> why?
1: Uh, what's you know? the drive? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the first uh, notion. Of being in the community that I had was that wow, here's a space where like-minded people can meet. Yeah, and uh, I don't like my uh, my childhood friends that are not working in the industry. They get bored of me really <laughs> quick because I just speak about stuff blah, that blah, 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 blah. doesn't interest them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and for me, this was like wow, here's an opportunity to speak with people that actually like but
0: uh, isn't just enough stuff. just to attend events do you need to organize them
1: uh, well the biggest reason for organizing is that there there wasn't really a good space there wasn't with that focus we we focus on microsoft cloud yeah. azure yeah and that focus was lacking uh and yeah so you thought if someone gonna do it <laughs> i have to do it yeah uh, well it, it was kind of Let's let's see if there's anyone else interested, and, and then we'll try it. It was actually Johan that called me. Uh, he had been speaking with Magnus, the, the other three, the other two people in the asha community, the leaders there, they, uh, they had been speaking with each other, and Magnus was pretty busy with one of his uh, global events. And Johan, uh, he was looking for someone he could do this with so he called me we hadn't met before and uh as i jumped on it directly like yes definitely let's do this and uh yeah it's been running since and this was 2017 i think yeah, yeah and, and johanna was in contact with you already yep
0: yeah, yeah and of course i yeah. mean you want to have been in contact with him when, when he was uh, a SQL database expert so yeah so you're coming from the infrastructure and he uh, he comes from the database um, uh, part of it and you two met and uh, created uh, Azure Scona.
1: yeah and uh, Magnus is, is also in the in the picture uh, but he he does a lot of other stuff so it's, yeah, sure.
0: it's mostly in the background
1: yeah yeah and recently we had a, we were for uh, Robin joined, and he was with us a couple of years, but he, uh, he's he been uh, shifting jobs and uh, moving and stuff, so he felt like he needs to focus on something else.
0: Yeah, and it's totally understandable, yeah. so yeah,
1: life, life, yes, yes, yes mm. life. But it's also freedom uh, doing this, because you can kind of almost control. Uh, when events needs to be there yeah. and uh, arrange them <clears throat> so it suits my time so I reach out to speakers when I have time to reach out and they let me know when it's possible for them to speak and then we arrange it that way and it's much easier yeah. uh, being associated with the cafe. also uh, you know just ask do, we ha- do you have space and you say yes no and then Everything yeah. is fixed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what Foucault is about. Yeah. To make it easy for people to get t- to meet each other, so. And, um, and you also have a sweet deal with your wife, <laughs> with your family, <laughs> because every Tuesday you have a day off.
1: Yes. Uh, it's actually my, my wife that has a day off from her work. So okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't work Tuesdays at the moment, so that's usually what I'll try to to plan a planet that's
0: why uh, all the uh, azure school event is taking place (laughs) on tuesdays Mostly
1: on tuesdays yeah sometimes we do it on different dates depending on the if the specific speaker yeah we have to accommodate them also
0: and those things it has to match into your to to your life to be able to to be able to do them
1: yeah yeah and it's a, it's you don't possible. want to have an angry wife. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. now oh, that's that's bad for your. Yes,
0: totally. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew that. All right, I think we need some more wine. This is a perfect time for a little bit more of this uh, lovely uh, yeah. Pinot Noir from America. Yeah, irony, irony. Yeah, that's. Um, Is it irony or irony? Yeah. Mm. So
1: she has a gap. Yeah. Yeah. I also have to say something something about the whole community. Like the drive behind it why I continue to do it is that like uh, it's still refreshing to to come to these meetups and meet all the people. There's always something new to learn. Yeah, and someone that does something really cool, something different, has a, a different angle, a different thought. And in, in the whole like in the whole box of it, it's really uh, refreshing to be there. Yeah, and because I've done a couple of presentations for customers, and it's like. Me trying to to enforce yeah. something on them. When you come to a meetup like this, it's like people are just sitting there waiting for something interesting to listen to. It's yeah. it's a, it's a different dynamic. And uh, from a personal, uh, from a selfish perspective, it's it's I get to learn something every time. Yeah, I have a lot yeah of
0: it's it. a big difference when you have an audience. <laughs> Uh, that attends on their spare time. They have done their sacrifices themselves to be able to attend. Of course, they are interested in the topic, but at work, I mean, how many is actually interested in?
1: <laughs> Sometimes they're just clocking off time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's like, if if you meet people at a meetup, you know that they're there because they want to be there. They made the effort. They yeah. Arranged so they can sp- give that time for this yeah. specific case. So it, yeah, it's really really nice in that case, and I've I miss that a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> what me we too. Do online, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not the same energy there, and uh, you see the names like in the chats, but you don't have the same interaction, and uh, yeah, and that's why. Uh, I'm trying to push this uh, Discord setup, and there you can continue the discussions. Yeah, and I have a couple of active people there in the Discord setup that, that actually, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, once or twice a week you get some some discussion going and people yeah. ch- chime in and it's it is more difficult, isn't it? It is, it is, and I know that for for me now. That is a natural place to, to kind of go and, you know, I saw yep. something cool, I drop it there and ask someone, what do you think about this? And sometimes someone answers, sometimes not, because on their side, maybe it's not the natural space to go to. It's not no. like the, the application you open up when you do something. It's like once, twice, once a month, yep. they think about, oh, I should look here, what's happening here? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not the same. No. So I really miss the, the physical yeah. meetups.
0: Another thing is you're, you're a very good <coughs> listener. Uh, yeah. You're a very good listener. So most of the time you don't say anything, you just listen. And, yeah. and then you respond to when you <laughs> have something to give.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just, Insecurity that I feel that I don't have anything to say. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think
0: so. I don't think it's uh, insecurity because Microsoft was also so noticing this some couple of years ago when they st- you got this MVP.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the second year I'm on an, an Microsoft Azure MVP now. That was yeah. a really big highlight for me. It was yeah to get that recognition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, comes, there's few people I, that have earned it like you. Well,
1: thanks. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean,
0: to the, to all the community work you have done, and everybody you have been invited to take part in these um, events, which uh, has been brilliant, and you're listening in to everybody, and uh, give them space, and... Uh, mm give them opportunities to uh, learn new things, of course you should have an MVP.
1: Yeah. And that's... Um, Maybe that's a big part why I keep doing it. Right? <laughs> I don't think so. You're
0: not, uh, I don't think you're that... You're, you're not the ass kisser k- type, so...
1: Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, the MVP was... Uh, that was a really nice feeling to, to get that recognition. Yeah. Well, I have to... I wouldn't say... criticize but like one of the big what I felt when I uh, after a while within the MVP program uh, it opens up a different kind of (laughs) dynamic and the, the, the world that I get to be part of now, the community with the MVP there's so much activity there's so much knowledge and I it's hard for me to keep up actually <laughs> uh, and that's a that's a good problem but then i also let's say the the negative side that i kind of reflect on a couple of times is that there's there's probably many people that is in my position that yep. doesn't have the possibility to take part of this so if i then with the meetup can extend some of the Joy and energy from it. It would be nice, and then eventually you find people that you can nominate for it and get them engaged. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. And now COVID, COVID coming in, it kind of put some some yeah breaks in the tracks. But yeah. But. We will
0: get over it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even if it's a hard time. <laughs> even, yeah, it sucks for, uh, I think, everybody. Um, but yeah, it does. Totally, yeah. <laughs> it could be worse, also. <laughs> of course, it could be dead. No, yeah. it doesn't really matter. In that case, we shouldn't feed anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. True. Right. Um, I yeah. also would like to ask you something about the Azure. I mean I don't know if that's a problem anymore but a couple of years ago it, there were if you if you if you had your shit on in the cloud and you um, and you could just do whatever I mean and if you're asking uh, if you're doing a um, a query which is very complicated for instance and takes many hours to do they you just add up some resources and it will be done in like no time and but the uh, the after effect is that you get a bill of like $10,000 because you you yeah. stop uh, if you don't
1: set any limits on it that's definitely still a factor
0: yes. <laughs> so you need to know you need to set your The parameters uh, correctly, you have to understand that to be able, so you don't get, yeah, broke. Just asking a query
1: to a large database, for instance. Yeah, so that's like the blessing and curse with the platform services is that, uh, or cloud, is that it's really accessible and quick to get started. But if you don't know what you're doing, uh, it could cost you a lot. Because everything that you actually do within cloud, you have to pay for. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's definitely one of the bigger challenges for big organizations is just the cost control. And I mean, now there's organizations around it called FinOps.org, for example, that's, uh, that's like... Uh, you can get certified in finops and right. uh, i think one of the big uh, motivations for that is is cloud how do you actually do the cost control in cloud cuz exactly what you say that if if i write a bad query or a bad application i just pushing some more power to it and then it's not that bad at all no <laughs> but i but i pay for that power now yeah yeah, so eventually it costs and then it's bad. Because yeah, because if
0: you do it on your own your own server, for instance, in that case it just takes long time.
1: Yeah, And then, so then and, and then you
0: figure out, what the fuck, I need to change this shit. Yeah. Because it takes too long time.
1: But now if but, it takes but, a long time, I just pull the lever and... It yeah. doesn't take so long. No, it's not. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> no, that's still a factor. And, and that's actually one of the things I learned in one of our meetups is that uh, we had this... Uh, brilliant guy from uh, Poland, we did that with 1337 in Lund, and they had him over <clears throat> uh, educating them on something. And he said, yeah, I, could, I can have a talk on your meetup." Yeah, sure. Uh, Konrad Kokosa, if I uh, mentioned the name correctly. And he talked about just the, the memory uh, optimization part of development. So, uh, one of his uh, like brilliant uh, explanations, he had a lot of like mathematical equations around it, but he showcased that if I if I write the query like this, yep. these like three lines, it takes four seconds. If I change the the, the the application and do it with these three lines, it takes two seconds. So that's a fifty yep. percent, uh, faster uh, com- compute level and that 50% uh, actually directly relates to the compute that I will y- be using and when I saw this I was like yeah that's really interesting because if you take an application or, or a service in, in Azure called Azure Functions they bill you by compute executions or, or the, the, the time it takes for you to run that specific action, that specific program. Uh, Saving two seconds it doesn't really matter if you're one person, but if, if you're like one million. No, but then if you have an application that's running,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> millions of of, uh, of executions, then that that, that adds up, and then yeah. you can you do that over a period of a year, then it's a really like... it's a fucking fortune. It in is, end. and that's that's one of the big a really big uh, uh, realization for me is that if i look uh, back in time when i was a consultant or or like an an infrastructure architect uh, you had to look at the solution have it technically viable to actually be able to execute and then you would look what kind of hardware do we need and then you buy it and then you put it together and then you Configure the solution, and that's it. That was my task.
0: Is it easy to see where where your where your problems are? Uh, what is taking long time? I mean, if we only talk we talk about running once, two seconds saving, but running one million times, is it possible? Is there any easy tools to to help you to to guide you in this? So, where you could say, "All right, you need to. This function uh, uh, will cost you this amount of money if you are having this l- workload on it." Yeah, uh,
1: no, that's that. That is probably one of the uh, biggest challenges at the moment. Is is because uh, when when you go cloud, you move from uh, capital expense one-time purchase. Yeah. Uh, budget budgets to a running operational cost budget and uh, in each discussion going into cloud is that how much will it cost and everything is fluctuating like you pay for egress traffic, you pay for uh, read writes, you pay pay for transactions on, on storage like everything adds up and it's not like I can say that okay if I have this storage account we will have it uh, we will have one million transactions in most cases those the the transactions are not like a deal breaker but then it comes into deeper levels where you okay if I have storage skew X and then uh, if I switch to score storage skew Y, yeah, there's a big difference. But still, the transactions are like a, 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 a small component on it. Uh, but then, that ref- that if I do that switch, it can affect the whole uh, solution behind. Yeah. So when you say that the yeah, cloud is easy, it's easy to get started with to getting it optimized and delivering the the total value, the, the the promise of the cloud. Then that's a gets, hard one. That, that's, that's a more complicated one. But hmm. then the the advice there is that like just get started and then learn on the path. Eventually you you figure it out and you get the value that you thought you would get from day one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually today most of the companies that that's doing this shift are Educated to that level that they know that there will be like a, a long running learning curve, and the value that they get at the end will probably be the one that that everyone is painting up at day one. Right. Yeah. So, but. Uh, but this is important to know what you do. It. It is. Yes. So, and. Uh, that's also what, what I thought about while biking here is like that. I've been in this industry for 20 years, what has kept me so interested and uh, the solutions I did back then and the solutions I do now, uh, the end goal for them is the same, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's some kind of value and that's the whole DevOps and the, what I said that developers been holding out on how, how they work. With versioning, etc., but the value that the that that the solution will give you at the end, uh, that hasn't changed. That the like the goal of the whole architecture, that's still the same. It's just a different path to it. But cloud isn't easy. It's it varies. It's yep. easy to get started and get going and getting out in in, in production, but then running it, it's a whole another level of complexity, yep. and it reflects how the organization works. Yeah, it's it's different.
0: Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, I think we have learned some some things today, uh, and. Yeah. Um, and um uh, well, been really nice to have you here
1: yeah and thank you for inviting me
0: yep so uh, thank you everybody see you next week